guys, welcome back. Episode 5. We have something special for you today. We had an interview with Jordan Cardoza earlier this week from Basic Movement PT. It's a good interview. Um, he's a former classmate of mine, a physical therapist, just talking about how life has been um, since he graduated and with his business with Basic Movement PT, if you guys aren't aware of his Instagram page and his blog page. It is an awesome page to check out. Um, we have the interview here uh, where we had a video chat and we recorded it through um, the YouTube live stream. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come out as great with the audio, but just bear with us and, and try to get as much content as you can from this interview. But other than that, we'll have Jordan Cardoza on this short po podcast. And hopefully we'll have him more later on the show. And um, also, keep an eye out for another interview that we had this week with Jacob Heis from CrossFit Myriad and uh, the Juggernaut Training Systems. Uh, we have him on the show as well. And without further ado, let's get started with our show. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... This is Jeremy with Moon Movement Podcast, episode five. I'm here with, well, video chatting with Jordan Cardoza. Um, Jordan is a former classmate of mine and is now a doctorate in physical therapy. Uh, Jordan, can you um, give us like an introduction of yourself, why you chose PT, some of the influences in your life that kind of got you to this point? Yeah, so um, I was a pretty competitive high school athlete, and I was playing soccer pretty bad. Um, so I went into PT to kind of get some rehabilitation. Um, they helped me out a lot, kind of got back to the sport, so I was able to go to play for college. Um, just really liked the atmosphere. Went back and volunteered a couple places, really liked it. That's basically why I got into it. Um, Got to school at Loma Linda, and um, probably big influences that I had in PT right off the bat um, was Kelly Starrett that you introduced me to, actually, a supple leopard. So that was a big influence for how I kind of started yeah. to uh, dive deeper into just what you learn at PT school. And, uh, but yeah. So that's basically cool, cool. Uh, basic movement PT um, as my Instagram page, I think my beginning of our third year in PT school. Nice, nice, yeah. And that was, that caught us all by surprise, which was a good surprise at first. We were like, oh man, when we, when we looked, when, we, uh, when you shared it on Facebook, I believe, yeah. you saw it, you were like one of the few people that started doing uh, Instagram posts with uh, PT with exercises and stuff like, like that so that was that was pretty cool to see um that so you've been out of pt school for about a year um how's that experience been going compared to you know rotations uh how, what's the difference between between those years um the year of rotation and the year of actually working out there yeah so um i got a job in huntington wow. beach in a just an outpatient orthopedic facility um see a 
large variety of different patients, anything from, you know, uh, post-surgical, younger kids, athletes, and, like, older patients. It's been good so far, different from my clinical. I did a lot of my clinicals at uh, Loma Linda and Kaiser, which is a different uh, format than a lot of places. Um, a little more one-on-one -on -one time, probably, mm -hmm. but uh, definitely more efficient as a PT now, seeing more patients. Um, and then I also do my, see my basic movement patients on the side. So with that, just spend an hour with the patients, kind of working on different movements and everything, um, which I like a little bit more because I actually get more one-on-one -on -one time with the patients can focus a little bit more on the quality of the movement, perfecting their movements, rather than just seeing them real quick and having to go. So that's definitely the side I prefer to do. Sure. Quality over quantity. Uh, you, how often do you see, you know, your basic movement patients? And I'm, I'm guessing this is all cash pay. It's correct. Yeah, all cash pay. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to really focus on it yet, so I just see a few patients. Probably a couple patients a week. It's more of seeing the patients. Sorry, there's people talking outside. But uh, um, it's more of I see them maybe once every, you know, two or three weeks or so. More of education, learning. They go back, work on their stuff, come back when they need a upgrade or exercises or advance their movements and things of that such. And, you know, two to three times a week and doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but, yeah, you can see it. That's cool that you hear. Nice. And, and what are some things that you've learned from um, just starting up this basic movement and doing this, you know, seeing seeing patients on your own? Yeah. So um, definitely learned a lot from different podcasts. Um Called the, I think it's called the Cash Base Podcast, um, Cash uh, Pay Podcast, something Jared, Dr. Jared Carter. Yeah, mm -hmm. does a ton of content on basically starting a cash pay play. So that gave me a lot of the basic stuff as far as getting a uh, number and stuff. So you're actually a legal entity and you're able to technically, you know, provide people. Um, it's been probably more about learning on how to get patients. Um, mainly I just media. Um, I'm actually starting to see more patients now more consistently, so I'll be having more time to do more like local events and stuff to kind of spread the word. Um, but it's nice. definitely different than a regular clinic. I work in a CrossFit gym, so for anyone that wants to do any cash-based PT, it's like the easiest thing. Hook up with the CrossFit gym, um, you know, get some deal for as far as renting space. Head and all your patients are right there in the gym already waiting for you. And it's good for the gym because they have a PT on staff, so it benefits both people. Um, and you right, can see a lot, right. lot cooler content. You know, there are a lot more athletes. Every patient that I see, like, really wants to get better. So they're actually focused, they want to learn. It's not just like they actually want to engage and learn and do the stuff themselves. So it's a lot different than a regular clinic that you would see. Right, right, for sure. Especially when they're engaged, it's, it makes it more meaningful for your treatment. You know, it's yeah. it's like a it's, it's a two-way thing. And 
instead of like, oh, put, you know, I'm on a table, me, you know, and you're just like, man, you know, you're not that engaged. We can't really get you that far compared to if you like were. So. Active treatments, passive versus active learning. And when they're actually right. paying and investing in themselves, they're more likely to stay focused and working towards what they want to do. So. For sure, for sure. So this CrossFit gym, like, uh, are, are you doing CrossFit too right now? Yeah, so I've uh, started in an actual CrossFit gym for probably about six months or so now. Oh, nice. And how's that been, you know, treating you? I mean, you've, you've done it by yourself for a bit, and then now you, you, you put yourself in this environment. How's that been going? Yeah, so I go to it's called CrossFit Upgrade in Costa Mesa. Definitely better going to a gym. You have uh, all the people surrounding you that help motivate you and push you to do more. And uh, having a coach there to kind of help you out, give you little tips and hints and everything, definitely helps out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, also, because you're a physical therapist, do you ever – are you are you engaged with some coaching at the gym, too? Or are you mostly just dealing with the therapy side of things when patients come to you or clients? Um, Right now, I'm doing more just the therapy stuff. Uh, second week of September, I'm going to actually be quitting my outpatient job, so I'm doing part-time home health, and then I'll be spending part-time in the gym. So I'll get a little bit more into helping, not necessarily with the coaching, but as far as you know, helping people with different mobility things, techniques, uh, things that they're doing wrong or whatnot, or... You know, if they're not squatting that well or right. low enough and they want to help with that, assessments that is, and stuff like that. And then I, uh, I'm going to be doing little, like, seminar workshops on different things about once a month or so as well. That's pretty cool, man. Now, now you're getting to actually, you know, do your own thing now, you know. So that's, that's really cool to see that you could set your own schedule and you could do some cool stuff with uh, actual athletes, so that's cool. Um, but I know I sometimes find myself, or uh, um, because we are the movement expert per se, sometimes find yourself having to, you know, kind of step back a bit, and because we have our opinions, and, and you know, and some people have their opinions on certain things, especially coaches. Do you find yourself more reserved when working out with people and kind of just be like, okay, let's just participate and I'm not going to be here to, like, interrupt, but just, you know, step on someone's toes? Yeah. Um, I definitely was at first. Like, the first a while I was in there, you know, you see someone doing something totally wrong and I just kind of keep my mouth shut and <laughs> stay away. But now that I'm more comfortable with everyone, with the coaches, um, they don't mind if I, you know, step in and, you know, change, you know, help people out or whatnot, but uh, I definitely, because some, you know, uh, clients will ask coaches, oh, I got this problem, what should I do? So if they're, you know, asking them, I usually, even though sometimes we feel like, you know, we have a better technique or exercise or drill or something for them, um, in those cases, I usually kind of just let them do their thing because they're the coaches, so I don't want to, right. like you said, step right. on anyone's toes, make anyone angry. Cool, cool. And, and just seeing CrossFit athletes, what are some things that you realize, you know, people from 
project can benefit from uh, mostly. Yeah, it could be just like a, a, a drill that you like to use most of the time with, with these patients or this population or some sort of exercise or technique. Gotcha. Um, I would say not really a drill, but a lot has to do with, it seems like, at least from what I've seen, a lot of ankle mobility problems um, as far mm -hmm. as affecting people's squats. Um, tons of people are, you know, they wear uh, weightlifting shoes, which is fine, but then when they're not wearing weightlifting shoes, you see they definitely struggle getting low in a squat. Um, so I think it's more of weightlifting shoes are fine if you're going for, you know, strength, power, or like competition, stuff like that but you should still have the ability to squat down without the shoes on type of thing. Um, but, yeah, ankle mobility issues seems to be, like, a pretty prevalent. I would say that's the main one, that, at least in my gym that I've noticed, main especially, yeah. like, today I saw squatting, and you can just tell their ankles were limiting them in their squats. Right. In my time, you probably see, like, around the back if they try to go below parallel or something. Yeah. Uh, so what's, you know, since you've, obviously you're not doing CrossFit because it's dangerous, but the opinion, um, I could see why people would argue against it. Um, you know, what are some key factors to, uh, for people jumping into CrossFit or deciding, you know, if it's for them or not, um, to see if this gym is, you know, legit, is it, do they teach well or are they going to, you know, reach my goals what are, what are some things for you keep or that you tell your clients or patients or a friend okay you know this is what crossfit is you know gotcha um so one thing i would say it's definitely as far as the coaching is if um so i've been to one gym where even if the athletes were they would you know be like tired or something and their coach would just keep telling them to put on more weight more weight regardless so um, I think it a lot has to depend on you know as a person you have to be able to know your strength and know your capabilities and you know, not let your ego get in the way um, and you also have to have a coach that will allow that I think that's a big one because that's how a lot of people get hurt you know they're they're tired they're not feeling well but they still want to lift whatever the board says to lift so they'll go um, so I think is a big one another one is say your squat from mobility issues or whatever, you can't go past parallel without your back just massively rounding. Um, I've heard some coaches that'll just straight up tell their uh, their reps don't count because they're not going low enough, or if they would go low enough, they're just hurting their back because it's just massively rounding. So I think it's a lot. Make sure you just have educated coaches um, that aren't just about, you know, squatting as low as you can, but more about the quality of the movement. Um, so if you've never done CrossFit and you're going in, probably look to see that the coaches are starting you off, just teaching you, perfecting these body weight movements, like a squat or an overhead squat, but just doing body weight movements, getting the patterns down, getting the quality of movement before you actually progress to heavy weights. Gotcha. That's good. That's good right there. Uh, should everyone squat? Um, I think, yeah, most people will either say, you know, they can't squat because their knees hurt or they have bad knees or the bad back. They're squatting every day when they sit down. They squat every day when they go to the bathroom, anything like that. So everyone's already squatting. 
tons of weight, no, but you do should be able to kind of master that squat position. So if you have bad knees or bad back, and you don't want to squat because of that, like that your knees are bad because you can't squat, you don't know how to squat, or you're not squatting properly, rather than just that you can't squat because your knees hurt. I like it. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what What are your some opinions like? Uh, your thoughts on when a, a professional or a clinician tells someone you should stop squatting because it's hurting your knee, or you shouldn't squat this way because it, you know you're you're putting pressure on the meniscus. You know, how do you create a different narrative for a patient coming to you? You or a client coming to you about that? Yeah, so um, story, I actually had a patient uh, come to me maybe a month ago or so and hip issues um, and her, she went to multiple doctors and I think another physical therapist who basically just said just stop squatting. The thing to do, she just squats. She's a pretty heavy squatter. Um, so that kind of made her you know, very calm, not depressed, but she wasn't happy about that. Um, but she came to me and we just, you know, talked about it. Um, there's a lot of research that says that squatting below parallel, any pressure, anything on your knees, and actually that sometimes squatting to parallel or above parallel press on your knees. Adding more pressure. Where yeah. you're stopping and whatnot. Um, regardless, we gave her some exercises, you know, corrected her squat a little bit, went over the movements. Two weeks ago or something, that her knees are fine. They're not aching no more. There's no pain in her knees. So half a doctor, professional, anything that's telling you not to do a movement, um, probably go somewhere else. Yeah, your movements. Yep. <laughs> Perfect, you know. Fixing the movement, obviously there's something wrong with the movement they're telling you not to do. Taking the time to help you fix that, not just telling you not to do it. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. What's your favorite movement in CrossFit right now? Like, are you getting into the Olympic lifts or gymnastics? Yeah. Um, I like muscle-ups because I'm fairly good at them now. Um, bar bar muscle-ups? Um, I did... I've learned how to do a ring muscle-up, but I can't do very many of them, so I'm still working on that. But my favorite lift is probably snatch right now, just because they're so complex, and I'm just kind of getting yeah. down, so I'm enjoying that right now. Yeah, you, you, you got some pretty good ankles. I think the last time I saw you squatting in class or something. But yeah, uh, the snatch is but it's fun. It's fun. It is a like. Um, uh, just this whole new PT trend right now with movement. Um, you, I mean, you're seeing it a lot on Instagram now. People are posting exercises like left and right, and and getting into or getting more informed about this stuff. But how do you? What do you see the trajectory of this movement PT? Um, like trend or is, you know, is it going to stay here or, or is it going to be combined with pain science? You know, what, what's, what's the deal with movement? Um, you know, I think, uh, as far as certain patient fields, so like chronic pain patients, 
go toward the whole pain science kind of realm. Um, as far as more like athletic populations, younger populations, I think that's probably going to stick more towards the, you know, the whole movement aspect. Grow. Obviously, they're coming out with tons of technology as far as ways you can analyze movement and everything, which is awesome. Um, it's a little bit pricey right now, so hopefully it'll eventually start going down. Super cool. Um, you can definitely, all the EMG stuff, you can tell exactly what muscles you're moving in to do the movements, mm -hmm. if you're using them properly. Um, um, with all the Instagram stuff out there, I just think it's important for people to grain of salt. You know, don't believe everything you see online. And then also help on why you're doing movements, don't just do it. So if you see someone post this awesome, you know, make sure that your hips are actually tight before you just go out and do it. You're just going to be working on your mobility on things that are already mobile. You were, so um, there's great stuff to educate out there. Um, I still recommend that people, you know, at least go see a health profession like a first to kind of learn from them get the basics, and then go out and progress from there. Um, yeah, you just got to be careful with some of the stuff you see online as far as what you're doing. Because it's not meant, it's meant to educate, um, but if you just do it blindly, if I just did everything I saw online, you know, what's good for one patient is it might be harmful for another patient. I uh, always tell there's usually a little line at the bottom of a lot of people's posts that says, see a healthcare professional for... Right. No, I definitely agree. Uh, what are, you know, you know, we asked the question about what are some things that CrossFit athletes can benefit from, and you mentioned that it was a lot of ankle mobility issues. What about the regular day people that you see in your outpatient clinic? What are some things, some... Uh, uh, things that they can uh, fix. Let's see. Um, honestly, for a lot of patients, it's just doing stuff daily. So, if most common patients, you know, would just spend by the end of their day, you know, ten minutes to fifteen minutes of just like some stretching, exercises, corrective exercises, just little things. Um, I think that would solve a ton of problems for people. Um, for like the more elderly population, I mean that's just really, if you can just get them up and moving, most of them will start to feel better. But yeah, biggest thing, 10 to 15 minutes a day of just some light stretching, yoga, exercise, anything like that. As far as they're more likely to prevent pain so they're never having to go into a clinic rather than just waiting for their pain to happen and then say, okay, now that I have pain, now I'm going to try to take care of it. Mm. Mm. So that's what I sure. think insurance and PT should be moving more towards is the prevention aspect of pain rather than just treating people after they're already broken. Agree. Rather than, you know, just fixing uh, the symptom, we're fixing the problem. Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool. Uh, let's talk about your Instagram page and blog posts, like, well, how did that start happening? Uh, the basic movement, you know, um, how is that going, this path of entrepreneurship? You, you mentioned that you talked about now you're transitioning in September to 
you know, going full time into that with some home health. How did how did this all start happening, and what kind of motivated you towards this? Um, so I originally wanted eventually to. I was going into outpatient. I already knew that, and then I knew I wanted to practice the way I wanted to practice. So seeing patients one on one, um, you know, getting paid decent for it instead of nothing. Um, and just being able to provide quality care, and I knew to do that, the only way was to basically see patients on your own, basically, and then doing it cash pay, because if you take insurance, they basically dictate what you can do, how you can do it, and everything. Um, so I knew that if I wanted to see patients for cash and provide the quality treatments that I wanted to provide, um, I would have to build up a... I was like a following, but I needed to show like I needed to show people that I was worth to come to. Um, so I just started an Instagram page. Um, didn't really know what was going to come of it or anything, but I just started posting some stuff. Um, you know, exercises, stretches, stuff like that. Different series on how to fix certain pain problems or anything like that. And it just slowly grew. Um, for the first, I think, six months or so, I didn't tell really any of my classmates or anyone just because I wanted to see <laughs> how many followers I can get without just saying, like, hey, friends, come follow me type of thing. Um, so I eventually grew, and I don't have a whole lot now, but I think I'm at, like, 15,000 or something or around there, which is a good number for just starting out, you know, but I just wanted to basically share stuff with people, help educate, and, uh, and I get a lot of messages and direct messages on things that help people or just questions, so I enjoy responding to people with that. It helped me um, keep learning while I was in school, learn extra stuff, kind of motivated me to learn new stuff and go out on my own and kind of learn from there. I think it was a good learning tool, and if anyone actually wants to eventually, even one day, go into their own business, open up their own uh, clinic or to see patients on the side through themselves, um, I definitely recommend starting some sort of social media page, you know, Facebook or anything like that, but uh, Instagram seems to work good since it's videos and that's basically the best way to demonstrate exercises and different things. That's awesome, Jordan. Yeah, so, I mean, your Instagram page inspired me to, you know, start my own thing too on the side and, and explore different, uh, you know, options, you know, rather than just the typical eight to five, you get to learn and explore things, um, kind of use technology and, and social media to just expand. So it's kind of like the new thing. Um, uh, it, I, I noticed that you also uh, are a big follower of Gary Vaynerchuk. Is that, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. How's this guy helped you? Uh, um, I just found him one day on social media somewhere, and thought he was kind of loud and obnoxious, but, you know, just kind of <laughs> listened to his stuff, and uh, I listen to his podcast probably, like, every day while I'm driving somewhere. Um, provides a ton of good not content on uh, basically just how to produce content, how to basically build a brand, not just, like, a company, so build mm -hmm. a brand. Um, he's all about just giving giving, giving, so, you know, putting out free content for people, helping people out, um, 
definitely good for anyone that wants to start, has any sort of entrepreneurial tendencies at all, definitely check that out. It's been a great help for me, uh, and I'm sure lots of other people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Gary, uh, uh, yeah, just like, you know, watched his Facebook stuff, and then, you know, next thing you know, like, I started listening to his podcast, too, myself. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, and it's, it's great that yourself in this position when you started PT school, like, going into the entrepreneur kind of, kind of mindset at right after graduate school? Um, I would go back and forth. I would, like, when I first entered, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to try to open up my own clinic one day, and then we take a class, or a teacher would say something like, ah, no, it's probably not worth it. Everyone says that insurance is the hardest thing to deal with, and it makes everything terrible, and it makes it really difficult, so then I'd go, no, and then, you know, I'd uh, started following some different people and learning about, like, cash-based PT, and I was like, oh, it's something I can do, so... After I heard about that, that's when I more started getting into it because I learned that if I was going to, basically if I wanted to have my own business, I wanted to provide good care, and I knew I couldn't do that if I just accepted insurance because I wasn't going to own a business and see, you know, 40 patients a day. Um, so once I heard about cash pay, that's basically when I knew that I could be more entrepreneurial, own a practice per se, and see patients, and... Uh, Basically, after that point, I knew that that's something that I wanted to at least work towards, and I would see where it would go, but definitely wanted to work towards that. Nice, nice. Well, hey, man, thanks for, you know, you know joining the, the show and for giving, uh, you know, your time up for this. Um, we should get together sometime, maybe get a, you know, a good lifting session or, or some, you know, create some good content, and later in the future, when I'm, whenever you're in Loma, whenever I'm out there. But, yeah, dude. For sure. Uh, any any last words or where people can find you on Instagram? Um, yeah, main place is uh, Instagram, and my name is Basic Movement PT. So it's Basic, and then Movement is MVMT PT. That's the main one. Um, if you have any questions, you know you can send me a direct message. I think my email's on there. Um, those are the two best ways to contact me. Uh, more than happy to talk to anyone who messages me. So. All right. Thanks, Jordan, and we'll see you later, man. Okay, sounds good.